Chapter seventy eight of the Adventures of Peregrine Pickle, Volume two, by Tobias Smollett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Geeson. Chapter seventy eight. He projects a violent scheme, in consequence of which he is involved in a most fatiguing adventure which greatly tends towards the augmentation of his chagrin thus debarred of personal communication with his mistress he essayed to retrieve her good graces by the most submissive and pathetic letters which he conveyed by divers artifices to her perusal but reaping no manner of benefit from these endeavours his passion acquired a degree of impatience little inferior to downright frenzy and he determined to run every risk of life fortune and reputation rather than desist from his unjustifiable pursuit indeed his resentment was now as deeply concerned as his love and each of these passions equally turbulent and loud in demanding gratification he kept sentinels continually in pay to give him notice of her outgoings in expectation of finding some opportunity to carry her off but her circumspection entirely frustrated this design for she suspected everything of that sort from a disposition like his and regulated her motions accordingly baffled by her prudence and penetration he altered his plan on pretence of being called to his country house by some affair of importance he departed from london and taking lodgings at a farmer's house that stood near the road through which she must have necessarily passed in her return to her mother concealed himself from all intercourse except with his valet de chambre and pipes who had orders to scour the country and reconnoitre every horse poach or carriage that should appear on that highway with a view of intercepting his amanda in her passage he had waited in this ambuscade a whole week when his valet gave him notice that he and his fellow-scout had discovered a chaise and six driving at full speed towards them upon which they had flapped their hats over their eyes so as that they might not be known in case they should be seen and concealed themselves behind a hedge from whence they could perceive in the carriage as it passed a young man plainly dressed with a lady in a mask of the exact size shape and air of emilia and that pipes had followed them at a distance while he rode back to communicate this piece of intelligence peregrine would scarce allow him time to conclude his information he ran down to the stable where his horse was kept ready saddled for the purpose and never doubting that the lady in question was his mistress attended by one of her uncle's clerks mounted immediately and rode full gallop after the chaise which when he had proceeded about two miles he understood from pipes had put up at a neighbouring inn though his inclination prompted him to enter her apartment without farther delay 
he suffered himself to be dissuaded from taking such a precipitate step by his privy councillor who observed that it would be impracticable to execute his purpose of conveying her against her will from a public inn that stood in the midst of a populous village which would infallibly rise in her defence he advised him therefore to lie in wait for the chaise in some remote and private part of the road where they might accomplish their aim without difficulty or danger in consequence of this admonition our adventurer ordered pipes to reconnoitre the inn that she might not escape another way while he and the valet in order to avoid being seen took a circuit by an unfrequented path and placed themselves in ambush on a spot which they chose for the scene of their achievement here they tarried a full hour without seeing the carriage or hearing from their sentinel so that the youth unable to exert his patience one moment longer left the foreigner in his station and rode back to his faithful lackey who assured him that the travellers had not yet hove up their anchor or proceeded on their voyage notwithstanding this intimation pickle began to entertain such alarming suspicions that he could not refrain from advancing to the gate and inquiring for the company which had lately arrived in a chaise and six the innkeeper who was not at all pleased with the behaviour of those passengers did not think proper to observe the instructions he had received on the contrary he plainly told him that the chaise did not halt but only entered at one door and went out at the other with a view to deceive those who pursued it as he guessed from the words of the gentleman who had earnestly desired that his route might be concealed from any person who should inquire about their motions as for my own part master continued this charitable publican i believes as how they are no better than they should be else they wouldn't be in such a deadly fear of being overtaken methinks said i when i saw them in such a woundy pother to be gone odds heartykins this must be some london prentice running away with his master's daughter as sure as i'm a living soul but be he who will sartain it is i has nothing of the gentleman about him for thoffa axed such a favour and never once put hand in pocket or said dog will you drink howsomever that don't argufy in reverence of his being in a hurry and a man may be sometimes a little too judgmatical in his conjectures in all probability this loquacious landlord would have served the travellers effectually had peregrine heard him to an end but this impetuous youth far from listening to the sequel of his observations interrupted him in the beginning of his career by asking eagerly which road they followed and having received the innkeeper's directions clapped spurs to his horse commanding pipes to make the valet acquainted with his course that they might attend him with all imaginable dispatch by the publican's account of their conduct his former opinion was fully confirmed 
he plied his steed to the height of his mettle and so much was his imagination engrossed by the prospect of having emilia in his power that he did not perceive the road on which he travelled was quite different from that which led to the habitation of mistress gauntlet the valet de chambre was an utter stranger to that part of the country and as for mr pipes such considerations were altogether foreign to the economy of his reflection ten long miles had our hero rode when his eyes were blessed with the sight of the chaise ascending an hill at the distance of a good league upon which he doubled his diligence in such a manner that he gained upon the carriage every minute and at length approached so near to it that he could discern the lady and her conductor with their heads thrust out at the windows looking back and speaking to the driver alternately as if they earnestly besought him to augment the speed of his cattle being thus as it were in sight of port while he crossed the road his horse happened to plunge into a cart-rut with such violence that he was thrown several yards over his head and the beast's shoulder being slipped by the fall he found himself disabled from plucking the fruit which was almost within his reach for he had left his servants at a considerable distance behind him and although they had been at his back and supplied him with another horse they were so indifferently mounted that he could not reasonably expect to overtake the flyers who profited so much by this disaster that the shares vanished in a moment it may be easily conceived how a young man of his disposition passed his time in this tantalizing situation he ejaculated with great fervency but his prayers were not the effects of resignation he ran back on foot with incredible speed in order to meet his valet whom he unhorsed in a twinkling and taking his seat began to exercise his whip and spurs after having ordered the swiss to follow him on the other gelding and committed the lame hunter to the care of pipes matters being adjusted in this manner our adventurer prosecuted the race with all his might and having made some progress was informed by a countryman that the shares had struck off into another road and according to his judgment was by that time about three miles ahead though in all probability the horses would not be able to hold out much longer because they seemed to be quite spent when they passed his door encouraged by this intimation peregrine pushed on with great alacrity though he could not regain sight of the desired object till the clouds of night began to deepen and even then he enjoyed nothing more than a transient glimpse for the carriage was no sooner seen than shrouded again from his view these vexatious circumstances animated his endeavours while they irritated his chagrin in short he continued his pursuit till the night was far advanced and himself so uncertain about the object of his care 
that he entered a solitary inn with a view of obtaining some intelligence when to his infinite joy he perceived the chaise standing by itself and the horses panting in the yard in full confidence of his having arrived at last at the goal of all his wishes he alighted instantaneously and running up to the coachman with a pistol in his hand commanded him in an imperious tone to conduct him to the lady's chamber on pain of death the driver affrighted at this menacing address protested with great humility that he did not know whither his fare had retired for that he himself was paid and dismissed from this service because he would not undertake to drive them all night across the country without stopping to refresh his horses but he promised to go in quest of the waiter who would show him to their apartment he was accordingly detached on that errand while our hero stood sentinel at the gate till the arrival of his valet de chambre who joining him by accident before the coachman returned relieved him in his watch and then the young gentleman exasperated at his messenger's delay rushed with fury in his eyes from room to room denouncing vengeance upon the whole family but he did not meet with one living soul until he entered the garret where he found the landlord and his wife in bed this chicken-hearted couple by the light of a rush candle that burned on the hearth seeing a stranger burst into the chamber in such a terrible attitude were seized with consternation and exalting their voices in a most lamentable strain begged for the passion of christ that he would spare their lives and take all they had peregrine guessing from this exclamation and the circumstance of their being abed that they mistook him for a robber and were ignorant of that which he wanted to know dispelled their terror by making them acquainted with the cause of his visit and desired the husband to get up with all possible dispatch in order to assist and attend him in his search thus reinforced he rummaged every corner of the inn and at last finding the ostler in the stable was by him informed to his unspeakable mortification that the gentleman and lady who arrived in the chaise had immediately hired post-horses for a certain village at the distance of fifteen miles and departed without halting for the least refreshment our adventurer mad with his disappointment mounted his horse in an instant and with his attendant took the same road with full determination to die rather than desist from the prosecution of his design he had by this time rode upwards of thirty miles since three o'clock in the afternoon so that the horses were almost quite jaded and travelled this stage so slowly that it was morning before they reached the place of their destination where far from finding the fugitives he understood that no such persons as he described had passed that way 
and that in all likelihood they had taken a quite contrary direction while in order to mislead him in his pursuit they had amused the ostler with a false route this conjecture was strengthened by his perceiving now for the first time that he had deviated a considerable way from the road through which they must have journeyed in order to arrive at the place of her mother's residence and these suggestions utterly deprived him of the small remains of recollection which he had hitherto retained his eyes rolled about witnessing rage and distraction he foamed at the mouth stamped upon the ground with great violence uttered incoherent imprecations against himself and all mankind and would have sallied forth again he knew not whither upon the same horse which he had already almost killed with fatigue had not his confidant found means to quiet the tumult of his thoughts and recall his reflection by representing the condition of the poor animals and advising him to hire fresh horses and ride post across the country to the village in the neighbourhood of mistress gauntlet's habitation where they should infallibly intercept the daughter provided they could get the start of her upon the road peregrine not only relished but forthwith acted in conformity with this good counsel his own horses were committed to the charge of the landlord with directions for pipes in case he should come in quest of his master and a couple of stout geldings being prepared he and his valet took the road again steering their course according to the motions of the post-boy who undertook to be their guide they had almost finished the first stage when they descried a post-chaise just halting at the inn where they proposed to change horses upon which our adventurer glowing with a most interesting presage put his beast to the full speed and approached near enough to distinguish as the travellers quitted the carriage that he had at last come up with the very individual persons whom he had pursued so long flushed with this discovery he galloped into the yard so suddenly that the lady and her conductor scarce had time to shut themselves up in a chamber to which they retreated with great precipitation so that the pursuer was now certain of having housed his prey that he might however leave nothing to fortune he placed himself upon the stair by which they had ascended to the apartment and sent up his compliments to the young lady desiring the favour of being admitted to her presence otherwise he should be obliged to waive all ceremony and take that liberty which she would not give the servant having conveyed his message through the keyhole returned with an answer importing that she would adhere to the resolution she had taken and perish rather than comply with his will our adventurer without staying to make any rejoinder to this reply ran upstairs and thundering at the door for entrance was given to understand by the nymph's attendant that a blunderbuss was ready primed for his reception
and that he would do well to spare him the necessity of shedding blood in defence of a person who had put herself under his protection all the laws of the land said he cannot now untie the knots by which we are bound together and therefore i will guard her as my own property so that you had better desist from your fruitless attempt and thereby consult your own safety for by the god that made me i will discharge my peace upon you as soon as you set your nose within the door and your blood be upon your own head these menaces from a citizen's clerk would have been sufficient motives for pickle to storm the breach although they had not been reinforced by that declaration which informed him of emilia's having bestowed herself in marriage upon such a contemptible rival this sole consideration added wings to his impetuosity and he applied his foot to the door with such irresistible force as bursted it open in an instant entering at the same time with a pistol ready cocked in his hand his antagonist instead of firing his blunderbuss when he saw him approach started back with evident signs of surprise and consternation exclaiming lord jesus sir you are not the man and without doubt are under some mistake with regard to us before peregrine had time to answer this salutation the lady hearing it advanced to him and pulling off a mask discovered a face which he had never seen before the gorgon's head according to the fables of antiquity never had a more instantaneous or petrifying effect than that which this countenance produced upon the astonished youth his eyes were fixed upon this unknown object as if they had been attracted by the power of enchantment his feet seemed riveted to the ground and after having stood motionless for the space of a few minutes he dropped down in an apoplexy of disappointment and despair the swiss who had followed him seeing his master in this condition lifted him up and laying him upon a bed in the next room let him blood immediately without hesitation being always provided with a case of lancets against all accidents on the road to this foresight our hero in all probability was indebted for his life by virtue of a very copious evacuation he recovered the use of his senses but the complication of fatigues and violent transports which he had undergone brewed up a dangerous fever in his blood and a physician being called from the next market town several days elapsed before he would answer for his life End of chapter seventy eight